Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Dynasty's Child. I know people are listening to this for advice, but I, sorry, I got nothing. Hosted by Keaton DeRocher. The field of dreams and the corn would be my chest hair. Featuring Shelly Verstraight. Bobby likes bouncy balls, doesn't he? And featuring Jordan Rosenblum. 30% more fish than I, I would have projected. And featuring Jake Devereaux. He has a very impressive package. Welcome to Dynasty's Child. What's up, nerds? This is episode 180, maybe. I don't know. I haven't been here in a while. It's your flagship fantasy baseball podcast for the Dynasty Guru, helping Dynasty League managers one player at a time. Um, and also more players at a time. I'm joined today. No, that's not the rules, Patrick. <laughs> it's one at a time. Uh, I'm joined today by the senior citizens, <laughs> Shelly Frustrate and uh, Keaton DeRocher. Uh, Shelly, how are you doing today? Um, I haven't been called a senior citizen before. That that was, ouch. I don't know if I want to be on anymore. <laughs> oh, we're, we're Taylor old. used the word legend. I like that a lot better. Yeah, okay. that's, that's definitely better. Right. Well, you know how I am. I like to frame things in the positive. So uh, definitely uh, legendary senior citizens. <laughs> and Keaton, what, uh, how's your blueberry coffee? It's so good. On cup number two, it's it's just delicious. Delicious. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a sucker for blueberry coffee too. I like a, I like to get the like New England blueberry coffee. I'm not, I'm that is exactly from... where it's from. It is from uh, Coffee by Design up there in uh, Portland, Maine. Shouts mm-hmm. out to the homies. Yep, it's delicious. Love it. Haven't had that long time. Um, but, but I've had some Costco coffee recently, so don't be too jealous. Uh we are scattered all over the globe today. I am in Japan where it is 10 p.m. Shelly is, uh, Shelly, where are you? You're like Kentucky? Kentucky? Where, where are you? <laughs> Lord have mercy. No, Virginia. Gosh darn, Kentucky. Lord. I don't, you know, that whole, do you know how long I've been out of America? That whole region to me is just one They're not in now. the same region, man. <sighs> Is this a geography podcast? Not last, it's not, <laughs> not last time I checked. You know where Kobe, Japan is? Yeah, it's where the beef is. They have the beef. They got the beef. That's true. It's very expensive, though. Um, 
yeah so it's it's eight o'clock where shelly is keaton are you in chicago yeah for now yes maybe maybe abroad sooner than later and um what time is it for you sir 7 30 fuck we are dumb yeah um so today we are checking in because it's been a long time since we recorded an episode uh, I don't really know what brought this about. <laughs> Taylor's been trying to get us to do this for eight months. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> God bless Taylor. Um, so it's nice to be back. I can't say that I am as up to date with baseball as I should be, but I've got a few things to say. Um, I'm never one not to have an opinion, but fear not. Um, the two people that are joining that also host this show uh still play baseball still play fancy baseball still know a lot about baseball um so that will help you show rundown must-haves so we're going to talk about future dino studs some guys for competing teams some bounce back candidates and a few prospects um yeah things things of that nature uh then we'll have some would you rather and listener questions Maintenance and reminders, any questions for us, you can submit questions at um, on Twitter at DiocesChild or via email at DiocesChild at gmail.com. That's DiocesChild at gmail.com. Go leave us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever your podcast listening platform is and, and say that I'm the best. Say, say that you love the senior citizens and that we deserve our discounts at Denny's. No, I'm more my... of a Perkins guy. I don't even know what that is. You wouldn't. No, I I have not been. I haven't lived in America in like a decade. I don't know anything anymore. Um... <laughs> uh, all right, let's kick it off with the must-have for the season, and I'm gonna throw it over to Shelley's way. How do we want to do this? Do we want to just go through our future Dino studs first? I think we should do it one player at a time. <laughs> so should we do one future? That's going to take a really long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Hey, man, you introduced the rules at the top. We got to follow them. No, I. those weren't my rules. You, Those are your rules. You wrote that intro, man. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, that's the thing that's on the website. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess, uh, I guess uh, Big Papa Brett wrote that like a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, Shelly, start us off with somebody, please, for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to, to steer the ship somewhere. Um, so my guy, I, I mean, I had four, but I guess I'll talk about just one. One at a time. One at a time. Um, and I'm not going to do like this combination. Anyway, um, Adele Amador, um, he's a short, shortstop in the Rockies organization. Um. I mean, it's a shortstop in the Rockies organization, so I mean, he's probably going to be fantasy relevant, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, but you know, the things that I really like about him is he has a really, really good hit tool, and you know, you have to hit up the ball to be good in fantasy. Um, so that's good. Um, his power is like a little bit lacking, right? I mean, I don't think that he's ever going to get to like twenty home runs or something, but he could do ten to fifteen swipe you know 20 30 bags and then hit 
close to 300. I mean, that's a absolute stud. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking that he's going to do. Um, I don't think that he's going to debut um, this year in 2024 uh, because the Rockies do very strange things. So it might be 2025, 2026 before we see him. But um, yeah, I think he's going to be a, a future star. And, and you're not scared of the the Rockies curse? Um. Well, yeah, I am. But um, <laughs> they, they have to, I mean, you know, a blind, what is it saying? The blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while kind of thing. <laughs> so you know uh, maybe maybe something happens here yeah the plate discipline here is just absurd the fact that he's now been in the minors for three years and still has more walks than strikeouts like he, he just keeps doing that at every single level like i feel like that's the kind of talent that can kind of push through all the rockies gunk and actually come out and be something yeah all right, Keaton, pick your one player. Ooh, I'm going to go uh, Brian Wu, my future dino stud. So, um, obviously, got a little taste uh, up in the, the majors last year after just absolutely wrecking. The minors came up in, like, um, June-ish time frame. Uh, but I feel like there's kind of like a lot going on with the Mariners that he got a little lost. I mean, he did, he was a little inconsistent, which sure, uh, 23 year old making his major league debut, some that can be expected, but there was so much good that he did really, um, kept the walks in check strikeout rate, almost a double digit K per nine looking real good. Um, I feel like there's. I mean, the Mariners have a ton of young pitchers, so it's easy for a couple of them to get lost here and there. Uh, and Wu kind of came out of nowhere last year uh, and, and put on a show. And I think with all the rumors about like uh, Kirby possibly getting moved and uh, kind of opening up more innings there, I think it's a pretty exciting time to jump in on him and, and hope that folks uh, maybe – loosened their grip on him based on the, the inconsistencies down the stretch. But I think that's kind of to be expected. And I think everything is really there from be a frontline starter. So um, as long as the Mariners are giving, giving him the opportunity, uh, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be a, he's a guy that you're going to want for a very long time. So now's the time. Like if you want to get him on your squad, now's probably the time to grab him before. Yeah. yeah and just hold and before see. Before someone else grabs him. Like Keaton. Yeah. Uh, I'll quickly... Uh, I'll, I'll mention a future Dino Stud, and that is uh, Rocky Sasaki, who I know that Shelley was also going to talk about, and I'll, I'll definitely uh, refer to you for some of this. But I have watched this kid pitch, and he is un-fucking-real. Um Injuries are a bit of a concern. Um, they uh, the the Chivalade Marines have been very careful with him. Um, he wanted to be posted to the MLB this season, um, and was basically almost refusing to to play uh, in twenty twenty four. 
but they came to an agreement and while it hasn't publicly come out the rumors are essentially that in 2025 he is going to sign um he's going to try to be, move over to the MLB and if he does uh he is going to be absolutely phenomenal he'll be 22 years old and at the moment he came into the MPB when he was 19 uh in his first season he pitched um let's see he pitched 83 innings with a 1.84 ERA um and in those 83 innings he struck out 87 guys and walked 19 um he's fucking phenomenal uh you know for his career um he unfortunately hasn't pitched a ton the best year was probably it was definitely 2022 um i think he threw a perfect game and a no hitter that season um and he struck out (laughs) he struck out 173 batters in 129 innings so you're gonna have to wait because he won't be available this year but this is a name to know um because if he can avoid the injuries and he signs at 22 you'll want him on your team and he will stay on your team um right now we're looking at 303 innings pitched in the mpb 395 strikeouts 59 walks only dude is filthy yeah yep Uh, that's exactly what i was gonna say so yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) well (laughs) uh well shelly who else would you like to talk about (laughs) um I guess uh, Victor Scott, uh, he's sometimes listed as Victor Scott the second. So, um, you know, if you can't find him um, under Victor Scott, just put, you know, second after that. Um, he, so he's an outfielder in the Cardinals organization. And he um, is a, a burner on the base paths. But what makes him better than like, you know, any of the other guys who just like steal bases he actually has a decent amount of pop um so he hit um nine homers last year but also stole um 95 bases which is mind-boggling <laughs> like that's crazy like we haven't seen those numbers since what billy hamilton or something like that um and i, I don't know i think he could maybe you know get to a little bit more power um when i was in um Arizona for the Arizona Fall League. I was there for uh, about a week. So I got to see him play a couple times. And yeah, it's, it's, he still looks kind of, kind of small, but like the sound when he makes contact is, it's very loud. And it was something that I was very, very impressed with um, when I was out there. So, and he plays amazing center field defense. So, I mean, he has a chance to, you know, you know, make the team um this year um i'm hoping that he does uh maybe it's not until the summer months um when he debuts but yeah he's a speed source which is what you need (laughs) what you need nowadays because of you know the rules changes and all that 
not only that, but he is also another guy with excellent plate discipline, just taking mm-hmm. a look at him. Um, I mean, he hasn't struck out more than 20%. Um, closest was, you know, his first season in A-ball, you know, 18.3. Um, yeah, that ISO is definitely not great, um, but sure. maybe, but the power will come, right? Um, I mean, if you get anything with fucking that much speed, uh, I think you're in good shape. <laughs> so <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> definitely very cool um do you do you really think they'd be aggressive enough to to promote him this year uh yeah i do think so um because you know they sent him to the arizona fall league and that's usually like quote-unquote like the finishing school um he's been invited to you know spring training as a you know a non-roster invite i think they're going to give him the, you know give him an actual shot to make the team this year yeah he'll be fun to watch in spring training i'm definitely a guy yeah. i'll keep an eye on for sure all right keaton derosher what do you got i got tristan cassis and i'll tell you why hey i know that guy <laughs> yeah um he he may be like a a not even a future dino stud, just a current dino stud now. But I'll tell you why I, I picked him here to talk about because um, last year was a lot better than than a lot of folks thought. And uh, it was already a really good year. But mainly the power. Um thought the power was going to be a bit of a slow burn um, and kind of a build up and maybe that like at his peak, he would top out at like 30 homers. Um, he had an absurd second half and really just kind of when he makes contact, he's a threat to go deep, which is a, a bit unexpected. And um, I think we've kind of adjusted, at least uh, I have adjusted my expectations now to think that like upper 30s is maybe even close to, to 40s or something that's pretty realistic. Um, and just hitting 30 consistently now versus a peak. Uh, in terms of the power, uh, feels pretty darn good. And, I mean, his hard hit rate, his sweet spot, his barrel rate is all just off the charts. Um, and here he is coming into his, his age 24 season here. Um, at just primed to to just be a massive power source in the middle of the Red Sox lineup. And um, really it was just for how much the added power that, he has in his game now like he was already an, an OVP force and um not really going to drain you an average or anything like that uh but I think now it's just can he play good enough defense to stay out there and he made a, a lot of a lot of good strides there in the second half um while he was on an absolute tear playing um at least something close to major league average defense so um I guess the good news is it's always the DH, but of course the Red Sox have like 18 DHs on the roster, so that's going to be a little bit difficult to navigate. But really, it's just if he's going to continue to get all the at-bats, and I think um, kind of as the the young shining star there in the lineup with Devers, um, he is going to get it, and, and the power is just kind of just added, added awesome now. So that's uh, just want to talk about Tristan Casas and his amazing power. Are you concerned to like – how do you think he's going to figure it out more versus left-handed pitching? Cause there is a, you know, pretty substantial difference um, when looking at his, his splits. Like he, he, he 
is very good against right-handers, but um, does seem to struggle against lefties, um, particularly with um, with power. Although not necessarily, I guess with sixty-four games, four home runs. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's something for me that I I think about when I think about him. I watched him play, obviously, a lot too. And I just am a little worried about his approach against lefties. That's that's my even bigger than the defense is my concern. I just worry he might end up platooning. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, I know that was uh, for for a long time last year. Actually, he was doing better against lefties than he was against righties, which was uh, kind of baffling to everything in his career leading up to that point. Um, I think. I mean, he'll figure it out enough that he's not going to be a platoon guy. Like, he'll be an everyday play against both lefties and righties. Um, so I'm not concerned to the point where I, I feel like he's going to start losing playing time because of it. Well, there you go. I'm Listen, I'll buy it. Shelly, you buying it? I, you, are, you obviously are also a rather large Red Sox fan. What, what are your thoughts on Cassis? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, I think like for him to like take that next step, he's definitely going to have to improve against lefties. But even if he doesn't, I mean, look what he did last year. And at the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing like every single time, like against like tough lefties. You know, he might sit, but you know, he he started to hit better, like Keaton was saying, and then they they trusted him. And and yeah, I mean, I think that he's going to be like easily get to thirty hammers next year just as long as he doesn't get hurt. So, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> Don't you say that, Shelly. Don't you say that. <laughs> yeah, but at 24 <laughs> years old and hitting 30 bombs, um, you know, with an average that's really not going to be terrible and, uh, you know, a huge OBP for us, he's certainly worth the risk. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all we're all fans here. I'm just, I'm just being my natural skeptical self. Um <laughs> Uh, who is it? My turn. <laughs> Go for it. Oh no. Okay. Uh, future Dino Studs. Uh, let me tell you about a guy. Are you ready to hear about this guy? As long as it's just one guy. It's it is because we only do one player at a time here at the Dynasty Guru. We never do more than one. Uh, so this dude is named Edwin Arroyo. Have we heard of him? Double A. He's in the twenties. He's a shortstop. Um, and he made it to Double A. He strikes out a lot. And if we've learned anything about me, I don't mind guys that strike a lot, a lot. <laughs> if they can take a walk. And and I will say the walk numbers are not quite what i want them to be this is not a good pick i want to be i want to be honest here this is not this is not a good pick um i disagree i actually thought about arroyo for this section did you because i mean there are some things that i find in like tangible right like i'm looking actually, at actually i lied no it was the it was the hoard prospect hoarding section but regardless okay. i thought about it because i i you know he is in double a um I, you know, Cincinnati is Cincinnati. 235 ISO hitting in that park will be fun. Um, 
and in high a he did manage to get his strikeout rate down to 21 um and he has had it around 22 before um his second most plate appearances was 22 and his most plate appearances uh was 21 percent strikeout rate with an about uh he's always hovering around nine percent walk rate um except for the uh the one at bat he had in oh wait sorry that's uh, wrong i would edit that out cut 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 uh, in his 17 at bats he had in double A, he struck out 30% of the time. Still though, 235 ISO. I'm intrigued. I mean, this is this is somebody for deep, deep, you know, for deep leagues. I, I think he's worth a snag, but not. And 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 then maybe, and then thank me later when he's a future Dino stud. Okay, everybody. Cool. All right, let's move on. Shelly. Um, are we still doing the dino studs? Or are we going to the next one? Whatever your heart desires. Yeah, what is, what is your heart say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, okay, I'll go fast with just one more dino stud, future dino stud. Um, Roman Anthony of the Red Sox. Um, he was outstanding last year. Um, and what was like really interesting about him was his like underlying numbers in like high a i mean low a excuse me um were like really really good right but he only hit 228 and that was bad but everyone was like no no like all scouts and everything everyone was like oh no no he's good he's good he's good and then the red sox promote him to high a he hits 12 homers hitting 294 obp of 412 and yeah he's he's really good he made it up to uh, double A actually last year um, as a 19 year old, which is pretty cool. Um, I know it was only 10 games and it was one of those late season things where, you know, double A plays like a, a week or so longer than high A and all that stuff. But still, he, you know, he made it to double to A and I think that there is a chance, um, not this year, but maybe next year that we see him in Fenway, which would be freaking awesome because I am not looking forward to this season. Uh, They're so not. I but owners, not. ownership has been so clear about how they're going to go spend a lot of money and get all the superstars like the Dodgers and, right? Yeah, they were full of bullshit is what they were. <laughs> we should have we known. We should have known coming in. We're like, but no, we got sucked in because we want to believe, but they always screw us, so... Hey but guys, how do you maybe, feel about Shane Bloom? Just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to start that. I don't want to start that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think Anthony. You know, yeah, you know, he's got good power. He's going to have a great average, and he walks a lot. So good average and OBP play. So yeah, I, I am really excited to see him whenever he does uh, debut. Very cool. Well, if you thought making it to double A at 19 was something, wait till oh, I tell boy. you about Ethan Salas. <laughs> he got to double A at 17. So uh, he was an uh, international signee from just a year ago. And then like immediately the Padres had him working with their major league pitching staff uh, and just speedily fast tracked him, hit him to double A. You honestly may have missed your window already. He's stupid good. And I would overpay to get him. But uh, I went all in on him last year, and I have like 10 shares, and I love it. 
I'm so happy. He's the next great catcher, best catcher in Major League history. You should probably just overpay to get him now. I do, later. I do not get it. I don't get it. <laughs> you don't have to, Patrick. <laughs> I think, you know, I think you... You know, this is what makes us senior citizens. I'm going to tell you right now. This is this is this is because we just we don't we don't change. You're still going after catching prospects. Yeah. How's Barnes treating you these days? We don't have to talk about him. <laughs> Listen, we're doing this one player at a time, Patrick. We're talking about Nathan <laughs> Okay, okay. But I'm just saying, and I'm like, this is not only on you, because the guy I'm going to talk about next <laughs> is very similar um, to my kind of guy. Um, so do you have anything left to say about Salas other than he's going to be the greatest catcher of all time? Nope. That seems like uh, setting the bar low. Uh, Shelly, do you do you know much? I, I, I admittedly know nothing about Ethan Salas, so that shows how out of touch I am. But do you know? Do you know? I do know. I do know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm maybe not as, you know, excited about him as Keaton is. Um, I think, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, but I, I think that he's getting a little bit hyped up because of his defense, because his defense is like way ahead of his, uh, hitting ability. Um, so, and you know, the Padres aren't patient at all with their prospects, especially good ones. So I'm afraid that he's not going to get the development time that he probably does need. Um, but I still think that he's going to be a, a fine catcher. Maybe just not best ever. Steamer's got him, uh, if he makes the majors with a 30%, a 30.5 strikeout rate and a 0.93 ISO with a 2.34 BABIP. And a 174 average. Just saying. But he's 17. year old man. Yeah, I know. I got it. I got it. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. It just... Anyways, moving on. Uh, Nolan Jones. Can I talk about Nolan Jones real quick? What are we... Are we moving on? What part of the show are we at? I'm a great host. Ah, yes. Let's move on to... Here, let's... Uh, here, let me... Hold on. Let's move on to a guy for competing squads. And I'm not going to talk about <laughs> Nolan Jones. I am going to talk to you about Yoshinobu Yomamoto, who is absolutely incredible. Uh, I do not think that this is silly to say, considering the amount he has accomplished. I would rather have Sasaki. Um, I've seen them both pitch, and Sasaki is just unbelievable with his talent um however um the orcs buffaloes know what they're doing they are um they're a strong uh team um they play in kyoto which is near me um and i i I will watch a lot of their games um this dude has won the equivalent of the pitching triple crown um three straight times so in 2021, 18 and 5, 1.39 ERA, 206 Ks. 2022, 15 and 5, 168 ERA, 
205 Ks. And 2023, 16 and 6, 121 ERA, 169 Ks. And he also won the the equivalent, uh, which is the Sawamura Award. He's won the equivalent of the Triple Crown also those three times. Um, and so, and even in the World Baseball Classic, he crushed it. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, he will likely, do you think for dynasty leagues drafting this year is he the number one pick like i'm saying i'm saying for like prospect pool right for guys that have just coming into league you've got a league that's established who's your number one pick that's a question i have because yamamoto is mine um i would probably go wyatt langford first um just because he is a hitter instead of a pitcher, but I think Yamamoto is a justifiable pick at number one. Yeah, agree. You agree with Shelley, not me? Yes. Why don't you ever agree with me? I do sometimes. When? When you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, you just need better opinions. Like, oh, uh, God. When, when you don't, when you, uh, I mean, talk about stuck in your ways, just changing the whole segment so you don't have to talk about a 30-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Yamamoto's pretty old. How old is he? He's like late 20s, I think. 25? No. Is that true? Yes. I think that's true, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was 27. And the segment was an old guy for competing teams. No, it just says a guy for competing teams. Because that's what you typed. <laughs> Wait. A, you oh, just it's straight a, it's a, it, it. It does say a good old guy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Shelly, when did Marcus Simeon get old? Uh, He's pretty old. He's, what, 32? With the passage of time. Oh. I didn't realize he was that old. Comes for us all. Well, since I've already given away your pick, uh, I'm going to skip Keaton because... Uh, frankly uh, i want to uh so why don't we go back to you <laughs> you can tell us a little bit about marcus simeon and why you think he is an old quotation guy uh that should be on competing squads yeah um he's actually 33 not 32 so that's old in baseball terms personally i think he's young so um but yeah i mean he's he's just really good and he plays all the freaking time like he like the last time that he has not eclipsed uh what 600 700 plate appearances uh you know we're not going to talk about 2020 because that was awful um but in 2017 he had 386 plate appearances outside of that he hasn't had lower than 700 plate appearances so he just plays all the freaking time he's good he steals bases he hits home runs. He hits either first or second in the Rangers lineup, like right in front of um, Corey Seager and just that entire amazing offense. Um, maybe people will just look at his age and be like, oh, no, let me get out before, you know, you know, shit hits the fan. Right. Well, shit isn't going to hit the fan yet. Um, not for a couple more years. So if you're competing, just go get Marcus Simeon and just enjoy it. 
<laughs> Marcus Simeon blocked me on uh, Twitter. He, he's, he, was that a, is that a real thing that happened? Yeah, yeah, it is a real thing. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> what did you say? No, he yell at him for being older than twenty five. Uh, no, he, he he said something really stupid, and I was disappointed. And um, you know, uh, I'm not one to be quiet, um, and so I was like, "Wow, this is really dumb." Uh, and then I got blocked. Nice. Classic internet interaction. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Nailed it. Um, fine. Can you talk about Thank you. something? Uh, well, my dude is pretty similar to Shelley's uh, in that uh, a, lot of, a lot of folks, even including myself, have been waiting for him to fall off and he's just not doing it. But a nice 34-year-old George Springer going for 2020 last season hitting 260 uh almost basically 330 on the obp i and i was telling them i have him in in my home league my main focus league and i'm just i really want to get rid of him but it, it i can't because he, he keeps playing good baseball and it's driving me nuts because i don't want him on my team because he's old which is the exact same age that i am uh, but I hate him, <laughs> and I don't want him on my roster anymore. But I just I can't I can't justify it because he's still playing really good baseball, and it drives me nuts. So if you're looking for someone to fill out that outfield, probably get George Springer because he's, he's he's up in the in his nearly late thirties now, uh, <laughs> but he's still crushing it, going twenty twenty, stealing twenty bags, twenty one homers. His ratios, nothing's going to hurt you there. He's just he's a really, really, really solid baseball player. And it makes me very annoyed. <laughs> but he's going to be on your team. You're, you're, gonna, yep. you're sticking with not him. Not going anywhere. You're not, not going anywhere. Um, who's old? Well, apparently everyone by your standards. Yeah. Surprised you didn't tell me that Ethan Salas was too old for you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Um. Ooh, 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 ooh! I got an old guy. I got an old guy. I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Paul Goldschmidt, 36 years old. That's a good one. He had a great season last year. 25. I mean, yes, there was a 10 home run drop off, and even though he had 30 more at bats, 30, 32 more at bats. So yeah, the power is is dropping off. Um, I would I don't expect him to eclipse that thirty home run mark again in his career. Um, however, twenty five bombs, twenty four bombs, you know, somewhere close to thirty uh, is still good, and he is still a very good hitter. You know, he's walking. You know, last last year, you know, he's posted double digit walk rates his entire career except for twenty twenty one. And his K rate has always hovered in the low 20s. And the ISO has been above 200 forever. Um, I think that Goldschmidt is an old man at the ripe age of 36, which is younger than me. Uh, I, I would say that he's someone that needs to be on your team. How's that? Better? Way better. You know what's crazy, too, that I was actually just looking at? 
Like, right. I mean, he's still stealing bases, getting double-digit steals, which, of course, whatever, the bases are bigger, blah, blah, blah. But, so he was 11 for 13 last year, and that was the first time that he'd been caught stealing since 2019. Wow. Wow. <laughs> really? Is that not crazy? <laughs> that, that is crazy. That is really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dude has had a phenomenal career. Um, you know, he... I don't know if he's going to make it to 400 home runs. He's at 340 right now. Um, but 340 and 158 stolen bases um, with almost a 300 average, um, I think probably gets him into the Hall of Fame. What do you think? Yes or no? Because the Hall of Fame has to be like the, 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 the bar has to be different now because players are just not going to hit as many home runs as they used to. Right? Am I wrong on this? No, I, I I agree with you. I think he's definitely Hall of Fame. Yeah. I don't need Keaton's confirmation. I got Shelley's. That's enough. <laughs> um, all right, Keaton talked. I, I now I have to talk again. Um, okay, Nolan Jones is a guy I have followed forever. He is not old. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I've been following him since I think about, I think since he was 19. That's how long I've been doing this dumb thing. Um, That was 2017, for those of you that don't know, as he is 25 now. Um, And he plays in Colorado, wouldn't you know? Um, And he's good. He's got a little bit of a strikeout issue, as my guys do, but double-digit walk rates throughout his entire career, except for 2022. Um, very high ISOs. Um, power's definitely there. And if you were like, just take a peek at his uh, Savant page, he sprays the ball everywhere. Um, his home runs are going out of every part of the park. Um, he is top four in, in percent for max exit velocity. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I like Nolan Jones. I think he should be on your team. He's not old, but he's good. So there. Delightful. You're not, you're not scared of a 401 Babbitt last year? No. Okay. I'm not, Shelly. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Um, because he's pretty fast. Uh, his sprint speed is, you know, in the 78 percentile. So he'll run, he'll run out those ground balls. Well, the dog doesn't believe me. Which, which, <laughs> dog, which dog is that? Again, That's it? Orsillo. You've put Orsillo. him to sleep. All right. Well, that was so well timed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he barrels the ball fifteen point five percent. I I just I I like him as a hitter. His range as a fielder is not good. He whiffs a lot. I'm not saying there's not risk here, and I certainly wouldn't be drafting him for batting average. But OBP leagues where you you need power. He's 25. You can plug him in and count on, you know, pretty good amount of bombs. And 
uh, a, a decent OBP. He's got 375 OBP in his, his first two seasons and an average of 287. But, I, you know, and slugging 510, yeah. I'm in. I'm in, Shelly. You already owe me. You've talked you yourself already, back into the guy. Yeah, I, I, well, Shelly made me skeptical. <laughs> she gave me the bad thing and threw me off. I had to analyze my way out of it. I had to cognitive bias my way out of that shit. And uh, that's what I did. So, <laughs> Okay, whose turn is it now? <laughs> I'll move on to the next one because uh, we've been doing this for 45 minutes. And we haven't we're only like halfway through uh guy i think will bounce back vidal brujan so nice little change of scenery guy here uh now uh although i guess it's not really a change of scenery going from tampa bay to miami but uh you know new look um with his ability to play the infield and the outfield i think he'll be able to carve out some playing time and i think just uh he's he's feels like the classic kind of just New org, finally going to figure it out kind of guy. Miami's not a, a, a bad place to land in terms of trying to de- develop yourself. So uh, I think Miami's roster is a little weird. Um, so I think he'll be able to figure out some way to get playing time there. And more and more playing time, I think he'll he'll finally be able to kind of carve out a role for himself and, and be a guy that uh, I've really wanted to be a useful fantasy player for a really long time. All right. Shall we? Mm. Do I really have to talk about my guy? It's, a, it's another player who plays for Boston, so I'm just going to be bitter. I mean, you don't have to, but I, you did write them down. I would as like long to, as it's one I, player at a I time. would like to know. I, I would like you to convince me, frankly, because I am I feel highly skeptical. So, uh, yes, as the, as the one of the hosts of this show, I would I would like you to tell me why. Okay. Um, so he's finally healthy. Um, uh, cause he had, uh, oh, I should probably tell you who he is before I just go and whatever. Uh, so this is Trevor's story. Um, yeah. So he had elbow surgery before the season started last year and he just wasn't himself. I mean, he was mashing in the minors. Um, but even at that time, um, he said he didn't feel right. He didn't feel ready. But, you know, he ran out of, like, rehab time, so he had to come up, and he, he was really bad. He was really bad. <laughs> you know, he had 203, 250, 316. That's awful, and that's being nice. I mean, that's a 48-weighted runs created plus. Um, but I think a full offseason to where he can get back into his routine will get him back to maybe not peak level, you know, the Colorado version of Trevor story, but I think that he can still get up to 25 home runs. And with, you know, the new, you know, the bigger bases and stuff. I mean, why can't he go 25, 20, 25, 25? Like, I, I really do think um, that he has the, 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 the talent to do that. Um, and he'll probably hit relatively high in the Red Sox lineup because outside of Casas endeavors, like who else is there? So, yeah, I, and, and because he was so crappy last year, you could probably get him for a song. So, Trevor Story, he's going to have a bounce back season this year. 
Um, you already owe me a baked good at this point. Um, I'm, I was thinking it might be nice if, if I put like something like from Japan on the table for you, um, if you'd be interested in a Trevor Story bet. Sure. Um, well, we can talk about it later, but maybe I can get you some sort of souvenir from, from Japan, um, whether it's food related, baking related, or, um, or something else. Baseball the related. jiggly cat puddings. My kids love those. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what a surprise. You and my four and five-year-old kids having things in common. Okay. Let's uh, lightning round these prospects. Maybe pick one that you want to go in depth about. Oh, guy, I think I'm that is going to bounce back. O'Neal Cruz. You know, he had so much hype last season. Um, and then was injured and really didn't get to play i mean the dude played what how many games he had had 40 plate appearances um and he was good in those 40 plate appearances so a dude with massive power um he is lank lanky but he i i don't know i i believe that the plate discipline can be good enough um and the power, I think, is really going to show up at some point. You know, maybe it's in the mid twenties this season, but I, I think at some point that that game power is going to be, um, you know, sixty, maybe seventy. So maybe that's a bold statement, but and another guy, just real quick, Jake Berger. For some reason, I have a small crush on Jake Berger. He's not very good but he hits the ball very hard and i got i got a little crush on him so if you, you know if you're in a super Is deep because he's round and he strikes out a lot yeah i mean i do <laughs> typically like to i like those guys so yeah <laughs> um Ber- burger's a guy i think that if he could get if he can get play appearances he can smash that baseball so um I, I i am rooting for him he's had a lot of injuries and um i, I want him to have some success so that's it Okay, um, lightning round through the prospects. Sure, just, just name them and and maybe no. pick one. Oh, oh god, damn it, Keaton! I'm okay. doing more than naming Felman Celestin. Well, you can talking about one player at a time. That it is. I'm going to end going one at a time, but I, but I do need a moment to talk about my good good pal Felman here. Another international signing from a year ago with the Mariners. Uh, they gave him a buttload of cash 4.7 million to sign it's the number two prospect behind a guy that i previously mentioned ethan salas best catcher in major league history just wanted to bring that back up but mr <laughs> felnan has been dubbed the tool shed uh he's amazing he's really built for average power he's going to crush it defensively he's really exciting he did not make his debut debut last year because uh, during the just the warm up uh, inter squad games he pulled a hammy, <laughs> and that that's not a great way to start. But I think that's what makes it a great time to buy because there was obviously a lot of hype about him being an uh, international signee, and then he has done nothing since, and it's been kind of crickets on on the old twitters about him. So uh, if you're looking for a guy. Uh, his comps are uh, kind of crazy. His comps are that he's better than Marco Luciano, Wander Franco, and Robert Pawson. He's basically been dubbed like the best international shortstop to come out of 
the internationals in over a decade, which is wild to think. Um, just thinking about the the talent that uh, Major League Baseball has produced the last ten years. Uh, but I feel like not enough people are talking about my man Feldman, and I'm, I'm not sure why. I'll admit I had never heard of him, but um, now I have, and now I'm going to try to draft him in any league I'm in with you, unless you already have him. <laughs> yeah, you lost your <laughs> chance, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do you want to just can you can you rapid fire the rest of them, or how long are we going to make this podcast? <laughs> sure. Uh, the other ones I had were Ethan Salas, oh uh, surprise, Robin Francisca, Everson. Ortega. Yes, uh, who I, I know also Ortega liked. was a guy that you also liked. So yeah, we were um, arguing about him. Yeah, yeah. It's because you didn't scroll down far enough to see it. I already written him down. Yeah, I, you can see that I didn't even fill this section out. Um, but I will say the Good one. Job. Yeah, thanks. I, I'm a professional. <laughs> 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 um, the one prospect that I still have a crush on is, uh, uh, I think it's. Uh, Angel Martinez, I don't um, he is still somebody I really love and um yeah, that's that's uh, that's all I'm going to say and I'm just going to pass it to Shelly. Yeah, um I'll go quick here. Um Samuel Basayo, um he is a catcher in the Baltimore organization. I think he was like the first international signing that Baltimore made in like a bazillion years because they were dumb and decided that they didn't want to and then they were like oh everyone's much better than us so let's try this um he's a he's night uh 18 18 years old oh nope he just turned uh 19 um but you know he great eye at the plate um he walks he doesn't strike out too much um and he's in the baltimore baltimore's you know minor league system and they have just been cranking out uh talented players and i think this is like the next guy um i mean i don't think that he's gonna you know catch for the orioles um because you know they have a a pretty good catcher now so um maybe he moves over to first maybe he's traded but still take a a chance um because he's really good um, Christian Scott, he is a pitcher in the Mets organization. Uh, when he was in college, he was a reliever. And then they were like, oh, let's, let's try to make him a starter. Um, he was like extre- really, really good last year. He made it up to, um, double A and, you know, it's like a, what, a 250 ERA, a below one whip. He strikes out everybody. Um, he, I mean, he might have a chance to debut this year, so he's someone to to not trade away. Um, Cole Young, he's a shortstop in the Seattle's, you know, Seattle system. Great hit tool, decent power. I mean, maybe decent's a bit too nice, um, but you know, double digit power, but like low double digits. Um, he can run a little bit too. Um, but I think he's going to be, like, one of those great uh, plug-and-play guys uh, just for, like, batting average and OBP. So um, I've been a fan of his uh, since he was drafted um, in 2022. And then uh, Peyton Martin. Um, he's a 19-year-old pitcher in the Dodgers organization. Um, he only pitched 39 and two-thirds innings last year. 
Um, but he had a 204 ERA and a 1.13 whip. Um, and uh, stuff that I've read about him, like scouts think that it w- he was like one of the most talented pitchers that they saw when they were, you know, scouting that level. So take a gamble on the Dodgers, a Dodgers prospect, um, because I think that he's in for, you know, a big time next year. All right. I'm in for a good time right now. I'm having a great time. Having a great time (laughs) revisiting this, this wonderful trio of amazing people. Um, myself included because i'm very humble would you rather i gotta tell you keaton this first one makes me hate you so much because i didn't I, do that I, one you that didn't well yeah. shelly so i gotta you hate me. direct your anger to the right person please <laughs> uh, this this one makes me really mad it's, it's just like generally angers me inside i i think i have my answer so the, the shelly why don't you go ahead and, and introduce it then who what, what, what are we talking about yeah, um, I put this one on there because um, I, I think that these two players are the exact same person, just one's younger. Um, Nolan Gorman or Brandon Lau? So, who do you got, Patrick? In Dynasty, I have Gorman. I have loved Gorman since he was drafted. Um, I, I I can't get over how hard he hits the ball. Um, and... I know the strikeouts are an issue. Um, don't get me wrong, but he has only played two professional seasons. You know, he's still, you know, he's going to be 24 years old, which is almost old, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> and the most important thing is like, you know, I don't mind these high strikeout rates if they're accompanied by the ability to take, take a walk and hit the ball really hard, you know? Um, and so, you know, all the projection systems have him hitting around 240 for average and frankly, not great OBP, to be honest with you, you over 300, but, you know, 17, 20, it's not anything significant, but the fact that he's 24 and Lau has played for so long, um, now that he's an ancient old man, um, I'm, I'm going to give it to Gorman just because I, I think there's still potential for a lot of growth there where we, st- where we know what low is now. Lau. Sorry. Lau. I still don't know if it's low or low. It's low. The dude's been around for like a decade. We've been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Keen? Mm, yeah, I think I got to go Gorman, but I, I don't, I mean, Shelly, you're right. They're, they're the same person. And the only reason I'm going with Gorman is because uh, I acquired him in one of my leagues. Um, <laughs> and I did not with Nathaniel Lowe Lau. Uh, I don't have any shares of him. So it's I feel Brandon. like it's I feel like I made my pick and I picked Gorman by <laughs> acquiring him. Um, <clears throat> but I, I don't I don't feel great about it. Um I think that he has a little bit more power, but um, kind of as, as Patrick already outlined, he does strike out a lot. Um, and he, he put up his best walk rate ever last season. So uh, I hope that 
if I mean if he continues that and you know, can offer like a little bit of something there um, for OBP leagues, then I think that'll probably be worth it. But I th- I think you the safer play uh, is low, but I think uh, there's still something to dream on there with Gorman. Now, what about you, Shelley? <laughs> um, I mean, I put this on there because I honestly, I didn't know. Um, because they're both second basemen. They both um, hit the ball really hard. Um, and they both have back problems. Um, so. That's classic. <laughs> so. That's because like, they're old. Exactly, <laughs> 24 is old now. <laughs> so it's like. Y'all are right that, like, Gorman is probably the better play here from, like, a dynasty uh, point of view, just, you know, because of his age. But if you are looking for, you know, second base help, you could probably get Lau much cheaper. So take the game on him and you might get the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a... Gorman is... Gorman's high risk, high reward. You know, the, sure. the, the, he, there's a reason he was drafted so highly. Um, you know, he, he, I think the, the skill ceiling for him is higher than Lau, which is why I would take the risk. I'm, I'm one of those that will, that's why I don't win my leagues. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Next one. Go ahead, Keaton. Would you rather have Ethan Salas or be a dum dum who didn't have Ethan Salas? I like to go first. I'd like to be the dum dum who didn't have Ethan Salas. <laughs> Figured. <laughs> Shelly? Um I would probably be the dum dum too, because I am the dum dum because I don't have any Ethan Salas shares. Really Dang, I didn't know I was podding with a couple of dum-dums over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're a senior citizen. Um, I like this next one. Riley Green or Evan Carter? Gideon, do you got a pick? Uh, he, yeah. Um, I like Riley Green. Well, that's another one that I'm not entirely sure that I'm making the right call here, but that, that's the way that's the way I'm leaning. Um, Carter's strikeout rate is a little bit elevated at the major league level, but it's also not a, a terribly large sample size. And um, in the minors, he he really kind of had that in check. The walk rate is insane, though. Um, so that's I mean, you're, it's probably. I feel like you're not going wrong with either of these two, but I, I feel like I, I'm still on that Riley Green train. Shelly? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. I would definitely take Riley Green here. Um, been a fan for a while. Um, and he was like showing like some really like breakout potential or last year um, before he um, injured his elbow. Um and had to get Tommy John, but he's he's back to hitting um, now, and he should be ready to go by spring training. Um, Evan Carter, I mean, what he did last year was absolutely 
<laughs> insane just you know coming up in september yeah. hitting as well as he did and then hitting like third in the world series it was just unbelievable but it's just like when he was a prospect everyone was always like oh maybe he'll have double digit power right and he goes off and hits five home runs um across 75 play appearances it's just it just seems too good to be true um and i don't know i've just always been a fan of riley green i just wish he stay healthy <laughs> um but if i if i would have to pick it would definitely be green for me it's green for me as well um i i like him a lot and i was looking over at the um expected statistics leaderboard over at um baseball savant um and he ended up um in between he's above kyle schwarber and under jock peterson um and i i think i'm in you know um i i you know i we obviously he's been hyped about being able to hit the ball um that's but i even think that there could be some pop i mean not 500 slugging but maybe 450 um maybe 500 i don't know I I like I would I would take green uh, in my that's that's it it's green there I said it Machado or Royce Lewis I want to hear from you on this one Shelly um this one I thought was like the easiest <laughs> out of all the <laughs> here um it's definitely Machado for me um, I knew it I knew it you're such a Lewis hater. <laughs> I always have. I know, I know. I I was going to give you so much crap if you picked Lewis. (laughs) I mean, when he was a prospect, like my biggest bugaboo with him was that stupid, huge leg kick that he used to do. But he's fixed that, so I'm very proud of him for doing that. But he still can't stay on the field. Uh, So give me Machado, who has just like... When have you ever been upset about rostering um, Manny Machado on your on your you know fantasy baseball team? Um, he hits thirty home runs pretty much every year of his career. Um, he's going to hit in the heart of the Padres lineup. I mean, while they don't have Soto anymore, it's still like going to be a pretty pretty good lineup at least at the top. So you know, give me Machado. So easy for me. Yeah, slam dunk Machado for me as well. Gin? I thought this one was the easiest too, but for the opposite reason. Oh, long and as passionately Uh-oh. as Shelley has hated Royce Lewis, I have loved him and stood by him. Uh, and I'm realizing in real time that I feel like he's probably my new Ahmed Rosario. But oh, no. You didn't know. Or not new, because I've been the Royce Lewis defender in the TDD slack for years, pushing back against that hate. And he's still killing it, still doing it. Yeah, when he's on I mean, when, when he's on the field. Yes, the injuries have not helped, but they've been like weird injuries. Like he broke his whole leg sliding into third. Like the, I mean, this can't really bank on that. It's not like soft tissue stuff. A dude just you know snapped. Can't help it. Um, he doesn't strike out. Walk rate's fine. 
Hits home runs, steals, averages great. OBP killer. What's not to love? Except well, injury history. That's what it's about. Yeah, that's, that's what's not to love. <laughs> well, I choose to ignore that. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to just let the two of you answer this because I don't feel comfortable answering it because I just don't know enough, frankly. Uh, Bobby Miller or Kyle Bradish? Because I do not know who Kyle Bradish is, guys. I don't know that. I don't know that name. I'm a professional. Killing it. This one is actually kind of tough because, I mean, obviously with Dynasty, you have the luxury of looking past uh, the right now, but uh, the Dodgers are kind of doing everything they can to stifle Bobby Miller's innings. Um, but I don't think that's a long-term issue. He's really good. He'll figure it out. The Dodgers kind of do weird things with their lineup. Though, they have kind of just stuffed pitchers down before. So uh, perhaps I would love it if he was not like the next Ross Stripling and should be starting and isn't. Um, so now actually that I remembered that, that makes me a little more worried about the long-term Bobby Miller action. Uh, shit. Shelly, save me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, Bobby Miller was like always more highly thought of than Kyle Bradish. Like Kyle Bradish has just been kind of was like an okay guy until last year um, when I think he added a slider or something. He had some other pitch um, and then just totally went off in the second half. Um, I mean, it feels strange to say that uh, Camden Yards is probably the better place to pitch than Dodger Stadium because, you know, because of they, you know, Camden like moved the left field fence just all the way back. So, um, of Mookie bets hitting a home run in every single at bat he had. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you remember when Mookie Betts was on the Red? Can we Wasn't not talk? Can we not? Can we not? I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. I I will have an emotional breakdown <laughs> on this podcast. We cannot. We cannot. Um, but yeah, outside of that lovely memory um i would still i would still go with bobby miller um he's younger he pitches for the dodgers i just i just trust them even though i mean heck i mean they'll probably go out and sign sasaki next year and just have um just a like the japanese world baseball classic team Um, that's not a bad idea really (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, I, I still believe in him more than Bradish. Um, I need to see a little bit more from Bradish before I buy all in because it just seemed like it was just, he was just in a groove. Um, so, uh, give me Miller. Yeah, I'll take Miller too. Looking at the statistics. I mean, he's had very high K rates, uh, early in his career. They obviously dropped once he got to triple a, um, but even then, He's, you know, he's hovering around at nine, um, walk rates below three, um, close to two um, last year. And that is quite sexy. I like to see that. Um, so, and I just love the Dodgers. I, I do. I believe in everything they do. They can, they can do it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my two cents. Moving on. What do we got next? Uh, go ahead, Keaton. Introduce this one because uh, did you put this on here? 
I did. That yeah. one was that one was one. That was the one serious one that I had. <laughs> um, Andres Jimenez or Matt McLean? Jimenez, I feel like was the hot name coming into last year. Um, he didn't have a bad year, but I think it was not as exciting as people had hoped. And Matt McLean had himself a very nice year, uh, season. Uh, maybe even playing a little bit above what people uh, people's expectations were. Uh, so I'm curious uh, if we're feeling a Jimenez bounce back or if uh, Matt McLean is your dude. Um, I don't know about a bounce back for Jimenez, but out of the two, I would rather have him. Um, I just think that what he did last year, I think he can continuously do that. You know, 15 home runs, 30 swipes. Like, that's a really good combination. Um Maybe his average can come up just a little bit, um, but out of the two, give me Jimenez. Um, maybe I'll stupid. Uh, you know, maybe I am stupid, and I'm just not picking the guy who plays in Great American Ballpark, which seems stupid, like dumb. But he, it just it was so impressive what McLean did um, after like a really really awful 2022 season in the minors in Double A. Um, and then he just comes out this year. So maybe he's just like a totally different guy and I will have, you know, just egg on my face, but, um, give me Jimenez. Ugh. I don't think you're stupid, Shelly, but you, you did admit to being a dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm a little tempted, I'm kind of tempted to go McLean. And I know you're a Jimenez fan, um, Keaton. You've you've kind of rang, rang that bell for a long time. Um, and it's made me always kind of appreciate him. But I, I'm just looking here, and it seems like I mean I don't know what it's like, like what AAA is like in Cincinnati, um, <laughs> um, or what Double A is like, but. 27 stolen bases in double a and 452 appearances with 17 home runs now and a 363 obp now you'll notice i left out the average because it was garbage but he had a strong average and obp and hit bombs you know he between the two levels between triple a and the majors last year he hit 28 homers in his rookie season um so yeah give me give me give me mclean i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna take the chance i have a host question before we get to the listener questions okay do you think it is a good time to trade matt olson my beloved matt olson no yeah, no. Okay. He's 29. And I Which know... Which is ancient for you. It is. <laughs> it is. And he is my favorite player, essentially. Um, besides Mookie Betts, who we're, I can't talk about. I just can't talk about him. Um, 20 home runs is a pretty big increase. 
I don't think he's going to hit 50 again. I don't know. I just, like, do you think that Matt Olson will be more desirable for other managers in the future? I mean... Probably not. Yeah. That's, it is coming off of just an insane season. That That's the reason I, I would even contemplate trading Olsen is because I don't think that he's going to have a better season than he had last year. Now that doesn't mean he's not going to be great. He's still going to be right. great. But as I said, like 80% of last season like is, is still a very damn good fantasy season. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And real baseball season, just all season. Just really good. Yes. I love him to death and I, I don't, I wouldn't have it in me to, to trade him. I'll probably just let him rot on my roster until he retires. Um, but I do think it's something worth contemplating if you're rebuilding, especially because I bet you could get a haul of prospects for him. So probably like at least one Ethan Salas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the listener questions. Uh, unless Shelly, you have anything to add? Um, no, but don't trade him. He's a really good player, and he and you just said that he's like one of your favorite players. So I I, I won't even trade if you him. do get a okay, good, yeah. Because yeah. even if you were to get a haul, you will always look at the other roster and say, "There's there's Matt Olson." Yeah, no, I I would never trade him. I uh, you know, he was the first um hitter I was able to identify as legit, and so I, you know, I've had him on my team forever. Um, and so he's got a special place in my heart. Um, so he's, he's never going anywhere. Um, okay. Uh, great name asks (laughs) why, (laughs) why do you feel now was the time to steal Sam and I's thunder? I'll hang up and listen. I would like to hear Patrick's answer. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did answer it at the top. It's because uh, Taylor's been trying to get us to do this for eight months, and so now it finally works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's just that we, I, I know, I think we all look back fondly at recording this podcast um, because we grew as friends um and we always had fun you know i I don't think i ever left this podcast frustrated or mad or where i hadn't laughed you know um so take a back seat pepinar just for one second (laughs) (laughs) amazing yep (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on uh who has the butter? Butter? Mm, that's not right. <laughs> I got I so far through butter. the show. I got so far through the show without making a mistake. Uh, who has a better mustache? Dylan Cease or Paul Skeenies? Skeenies? Skeens. Skeens. God, you and names. I just, I don't even, I, I don't know who that guy is, Keaton. <laughs> You're so good at this. Um, I will say, 
or if I can be honest, as yeah. I'm sure this is the perfect forum for it, I think they both kind of suck. We're talking yeah. like there has just been so many good baseball stashes, and they're they're just they're so bland. You know, like there's guys that you look at their mustache and you're like, that guy is a baseball player. He's probably Spencer Strider. Yes, beautiful mustache. These are both just super average mustaches that I'm like, guys, you're playing baseball. We can do better than this. <laughs> you got a mustache. And this is opinion? coming from a man who cannot grow one himself, and I'm going to be real judgmental about it. <laughs> well, Shelly, I assume you also can't grow a mustache, but do you have an opinion? <laughs> You are correct. I, I cannot grow one, um, but I hate mustaches. I don't like the looks of them. Um, so I think they're all bad. So Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I love mustaches, but I do. I can't, I, I, I can, I can do like a, I do an old, like old timey twirly one on occasion. Great baseball stash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you can only keep one. Ahmed Rosario or Joey Bart? But you, oh, you missed Joey. the like the uh, actual beneficial part of Taylor's question. <laughs> Taylor wants to know who will have a better fantasy career. I'm not touching this one. I think it's going to be Skeens. Yeah, you that's know, Cease, what I think too. Cease really lost his shine, huh? Just, yeah, I bet he could get his powers back if he had a better mustache. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Or a better team. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> True New England fans. Um, <laughs> all right, there you go, uh, Mr. Mr. Cassis. I hope you're happy. Um, Drew Klein, related to Kevin Klein. Kelvin Klein. I cannot do this anymore. You can only keep Probably one, Kevin Ahmed too. Rosario or Joey Bart. Do you pick one, res- resign from the league? Or do you pick one or resign from the league? Boy, reading is getting real hard. Well, you know, I did talk about this on, uh, because again, Taylor's making me do things. Uh, pulled me into ranking season last year to specifically talk about catchers and Joey Bart. And this is going to shock you, uh, Patrick, but in that article about catchers, I did write about Ethan Salas. So (laughs) (laughs) just the more times I could bring him up, the better. But Joey Bart has just straight up lost his job. So this is is a pretty easy one. Does Does it hurt me? Does it stab me through the chest? Of course it does. Yeah, Tom Rosario, because he's at least still playing baseball in the majors. Longtime Bart fan, you are. I mean, I was too. I was too, but weren't we all? We were very wrong. <laughs> we were really wrong on that one. Uh, but celebrate your failures, because that's the only way to learn. Can you tell him, a teacher? And I did not. And now Ethan Salas is the man. And I'm also still picking guys that strike out too much. Shelly's the only balanced person on this podcast. Um, Shelly, what do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's Rosario. 
Um, even though he didn't really have a good year last year, but like Keaton said, <laughs> Joey lost his job. So give me the guy who might actually play. Uh, longtime listener, Ken Balderston sent in a question and, uh, our, our, I'm going to there's a missing you here. Are you fading anyone based on current ADP fearful or remaining free agent will squash their playing time? And that even if they get the playing time, the upside probably isn't worth the gamble. This is a really good question. It is a great question. Mm-hmm. I've only drafted in um, one league so far, and it was before Josh Hader signed. Um, so I had the... Uh, old closer for the Astros and Bobby Abreu because I thought that that would be like a good combo and now they probably both won't get saves so it sucks don't pay for saves as Matt Barry used to say um boy oh boy but I thought of one um Michael Bush of the Cubs oh Um, good one if, if, if Cody Bellinger actually goes back to Chicago it could kind of block Michael Bush again. Um, and that would make everyone so happy. <laughs> and and I don't know. It's just like he's 26 and he only has like a small cup of coffee. So um, I, I'm not really interested in drafting uh, Michael Bush this year. Oh, boy. I'm going to go Wyler Abreu because uh, I'm also not a huge Wyler fan, but um, I know he's got some helium coming in here. But I feel so the, I guess there's, there's a caveat here that the Red Sox actually do something to upgrade their roster and add an outfielder. That would obviously uh, kind of squash him, but the chances of that seem low. But I just think that the, the output is not going to be what people think there so that's that's the a guy that i'm avoiding for potentially two reasons but it does still fit the question yeah i'm glad i'm not the only one who's like not really interested well not high on over you like i don't i don't get why a lot of people talk about him and i'm just like yeah i i don't know like <laughs> if you watch the games he's really it's i, I don't know i'm not a Uh, <laughs> you know the first name that's coming to my head here it's Matt Olson. I bet mm, why I I just think because we were just talking about him and so that's just the only name you can remember <laughs> Well, no, I'm looking at steamer projections right now, right? And yeah. so people who are like us and who are going to be drafting are also going to be looking at these projections, yeah? And right now, for hitters, he's the 19th hitter going, you know, projected. Um, uh, which is near guys like Freddie Freeman and Alex Bregman and Raphael Devers. Um, Otani's behind him. Uh, like I'd ra- I might rather have Vlad Jr. over him. Is that weird to say? 
Like they have Vlad Jr. at twenty seven. And like I wouldn't mind skipping over Matt Olson and say maybe taking a guy like Otani or Michael Harris Jr. or say that guy named Mike Trout, um, and then grabbing Guerrero. But frankly, this is this is all skeptical. I don't have ADP in front of me. Um, it's just I can sense that you both hate me and do not agree with me at all, and that's okay. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> and, and he's I think... <laughs> and he's my favorite player. He is my favorite player. Yeah. I mean, what you explained makes sense. Uh, I was I was trying to to follow in terms of like the question. I was like, who's taking his job? But I I understand the. Uh, just thinking that the ADP is too high and maybe going in another direction. But sure. yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Like I think you can get similar value um, elsewhere um, and, and secure a different position. Like, you know, like taking Devers, if you could get him um, around there. Um, yeah. Like filling that third base spot, um, you know, over first base where you can later grab Vlad. Yeah. That's my, my that's my two cents there on that question. But that was a really good question, and um, Ken, maybe I'll follow up with a, a more detailed analysis for you because um, I, I don't feel like maybe I did my due diligence there. All right, we did it. We recorded a podcast. What do you think about that? It was so good. And Patrick, I have to uh, circle back to something uh, that we talked about at the top of the show, and uh, it apologized to you, sir. Uh, cause I don't know where the fuck Kentucky is apparently. And it's right <laughs> next to Virginia. Uh, so, so congrats on, on being right. Uh, and I was the idiot. I was wondering what you meant by that, but I was just going to keep going. I had no fucking clue. I don't know. Well, For whatever reason, I, in my head, Kentucky was west of Illinois. And that's not true. That's definitely not true. Definitely not. Well, thanks, Keaton. I appreciate that. Yep. Uh, It has been an absolute pleasure to podcast with the two of you again. Uh, I miss your your voices. I miss making jokes with you. I miss our banter. Um, Be well. I hope I talk. You know, we were always tweeting and checking in on each other. I mean, Shelly even, you know, when she saw the earthquake was worried I was, you know, might be near it which it was actually relatively close to us, but um, we were out of the country at the time. And uh, Keaton and I are always giving each other bullshit uh, on a daily basis. So that's so just much. us. Um, but it's been really wonderful. And thanks. You can find Keaton at. The Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly at. Shelly V underscore six, four, three. You can find me at the uh, at the Green Magnus, though my account is locked at the moment. I'm being a little private, but maybe at some point I'll open that up once I um. Is because your feelings were hurt that Simeon blocked you? <laughs> no, I uh, I really could care less. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I went from being a huge fan of his to um, like I believe he said something. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to get into it, but. It was it wasn't kind and uh, I didn't improve. Um, this has been uh, the Dynasty Child podcast, part of the Dynasty Guru website. 
I've been your host, Patrick Magnus, uh, along with Shelly Verstrait and Kellen, uh, Kellen? Keaton DeRocher. <laughs> Have yourself a wonderful day. No, I'm going to block you. And don't get blocked by Marcus Simeon. Adios. Hey, everybody, before you go, I got to tell you about my buddy Nathan, Mr. Dynasty One Stop, the one stop shopper for all your dynasty leagues. Are you considering a new fantasy baseball league but don't know where to start? Nate's got your back. Total draft degenerate that just wants to do some best ball leagues? Do it with D1S. Need a shoulder to cry on? You'd have to ask, but he's a nice dude. Maybe you could come to some sort of arrangement. In any case, here's the deal, people. I'm the commissioner of four leagues across multiple sports, and it's a crap ton of work. I, I, I don't do it anymore. I get it. It's crazy. But Nate has this down to a T. Every league I do with him is seamless. From creating the perfect league settings to gathering fees to draft scheduling to recruiting managers and whatever else. Dude does it all for a small fee that you can read more about on his website, DynastyOneStop.com. Seriously, he takes care of everything. Check out DynastyOneStop.com to learn more. That's Dynasty One spelled out, stop.com.